0: So we'll, we'll start with some uh, nuts and bolts about how uh, we run the, the sanitarium, and then we'll go into some scientific data, some studies we've done with, with Loma Linda, and also I would like to share with you some new developments. Uh, um, I believe you know that, <clears throat> I don't know if I stressed enough, uh, the idea that uh, the, the Lifestyle Center and the whole program in Romania started in, in uh, very close cooperation with the church But in the same time, we always had an eye for the community. Uh, Unfortunately, we are not, although we think that we are the chosen people and sometimes we act like that, uh, much of the information and what we do right now, is not anymore uh, copyrighted, uh, adventist, uh, you know, copyrighted. There are many people outside who have the same uh, vision and we we need to, to have an eye and have uh, cooperation with them and, and work with them. Nothing, that we have everything and we don't need any, any wisdom. So I guess with those uh, things in mind, let's look to some of the data <clears throat> about the, the patients. Like I said, we had uh, in 2010 a total of uh, 1,108 patients in 23 sessions. Uh, most of them were Romanians. Um, Adventists two hundred sixty non-adventist eight uh, forty five um, about twenty four percent then are Adventists, and uh, three-fourths are non-adventist. Uh, the average patients per session are forty eight. What happens is that some people would like to stay alone in the room and they, they are willing to pay for that, and probably we will see. As uh, things are developing and people are more have more uh, pretense and you know they they want to stay alone they are not so so happy to share a room with uh, somebody unknown um, some n- new patients seventy six percent alumni twenty four percent so that's that's uh, what what is taking uh, place, uh, what was taken place last, last year, and this year probably is pretty much the same. We've been full all the time. Um, here you have some, uh, some ideas. I guess I have these slides in English. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll explain to you uh, this, this uh, bar, uh, the, the bigger bar is the salaries. And then the rest are different expenses. By, uh, this is the kitchen expenses right here. Uh, I'm sorry that you it know, looks like it got mixed up in the translation from PC to Mac. But anyway, maybe this is not so important. Uh, another thing which uh, I was asked was about the, uh, a comparison between the salaries um, at Ergalia and outside. Now, of course, you know, this, this is the net income. Uh, beside this, there is a, another 50%, which includes uh, health insurance and other things which we also pay to the state. Uh, so the figure is uh, uh, bigger. And then we don't include uh, in this some of the benefits. So probably, at the end of the day, uh, uh, this, this goes higher, maybe, maybe somewhere here. Uh, but still, you see that the the more you are trained, the less you get, comparing with what is outside uh, in the in the world. And this is uh, this is not always bad, because if you look around, uh, you know I have this uh, this feeling that if they will shut the doors of the sanitarium, we can uh, uh, with the core team of people, we can start almost everything, <laughs> and there will be probably a success. Uh, because you know you, you attract that kind of people. If a physician will stay with you, if uh, an accountant will stay with you, uh, you know they, they will stay because they they feel that God is calling them and they have that, that deep uh, uh, not not feeling that that's more than feeling. It's uh, assurance that they are there because God called them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, you U.S. dollars for month. Well, you know how it is, you know. There, it's, uh, of course, the, the salaries are low, but some of the expenses are low also, so give and take. For the take,
1: can you just read a couple of those, the nurses, the doctors, the president, just
0: sort of go the uh, so they uh, don't have tape. So the... Uh, Somebody who is working on on the farm, but I'm not talking about the farm manager. He receives more. It's about 200 plus. And then the cook 220, driver 240, uh, therapist uh, 245, secretary 255, nurse 260, uh, doctors 325, manager pretty much the same, and uh, of course the, the president a little bit more, 340. But as I said, you, you may add another 100 or 100 something, which are benefits which are not shown here. Um, do, do we have questions so far? Or we will we'll take a question at, at the end? I would like to show you some data um, about a, a study we've done with the help of Loma Linda um, the, the idea was this we, we have obtained uh, wonderful results in the, in the, in the patient's uh, health, and this happens all, all across the United States and other institutions. But what question one question uh, still was there was that maybe uh, because self-selection and the hand-picking bias those results uh, weren't valid, really. And so we thought of a randomized controlled study, which we've done from 2006 to 2007, and in which, actually, we went in three uh, plants. They were uh, from anywhere, from workers with their hands, building, construction, to, to engineers. So uh, everything which is in company was represented to our study, and then there were two other uh, companies or some tailoring companies. So we went there, we gave them a questionnaire, and we, then we randomized. Uh, I'll show you uh, immediately the design. I just wanted to show you that, that uh, the idea of a sanitarium shouldn't be gi- uh, given up right now because it's such a powerful trend in nutrition, in the big guys. Uh, you see this is the new dietary guideline. And this is the Harvard Dietary guideline, and you see what a difference. Um, what a difference is not only grain, it's whole grain. It's not protein, it's healthy protein. It's not milk, it's water. Uh, so I'm, I'm telling my students they, they shouldn't waste time to second-hand uh, uh, websites. I tell them, go to Loma Linda, go to Harvard if you want to be top in nutrition. Um, and so we, we have all the scientific backing for such a program we need. Uh, I, I had, but I scrapped, uh, you cannot see it. Uh, I guess I, I will give the presentation so you can uh, find the quotation or the citations. Uh, nowadays, you will find in circulation uh, articles which sounds like cookbooks, Adventist cookbooks, uh, which is interesting. Uh, this is... Uh, You know the what the kind of diet we give the treat some of the treatments uh, physical uh, therapy Uh, lecture is very much a part of our program. We have about two point five three hours of health education, of which one is cooking class. Um, As I said, you know in 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 a regular session we had these kind of results, um, like uh, what was. uh, Uh, people who came with a cholesterol over 200, here is, you know, the medium, 240, they dropped 25%, and triglycerides, and glycemia, and so on and so forth. But the question was, is this valid for the total population, for the population outside? So we've done this study uh, in which we gave this uh, simple questionnaire to assess the cardiovascular risk to 250 people, and... um, of course, some didn't sign the informed consent, some didn't meet the criteria, and finally we ended up with 130 people. We didn't want to have smokers because, you know, there is a lot of compounding when you have smokers, but, uh, yeah. you know, we are Christians, so <laughs> we included them in the, in the uh, study, and so we had, finally, after randomization, we had 50 people who came to Hergelia for 11 or 10 days, and 50 people who stayed but of course we we measured everything um, on the first day and 10 day and then we measure again on the 45 days we wanted to see if there is a time when people are more sensible to relapse in their old way because we thought that maybe there's a time to send a letter out to help them to encourage them or to make a phone call or something like that uh, here you have uh, we were thinking of 10 days because uh, the Bible, you know, Daniel 10 days, how, how good they looked after 10 days. So we said, let's do it for 10 days. And this is the diet we had, and uh, everything which is underlined is, uh, is, uh, is good for your heart, it's protective. And uh, so we We done some, uh, some statistics. Floyd Peterson from Loma Linda helped us with that. Actually, he. We traveled to Romania several times. And these are the results for the treatment group uh, after 10 days. Uh, and you see that, that all of the results are highly s- uh, significant, um, statistically. Um, this is a little bit harder to, uh, to read, so I usually translate this for, for average people, which is not the case here, but uh, when I present this to patients, uh, uh, they have to understand a little bit uh, uh, in the simple form, and so uh, they dropped uh, an average of 1.6 uh, kilos, you know, on average. Of course, there are, there were people who dropped more than that. Uh, the total cholesterol dropped 31% uh, in this group. Uh, then the HDL uh, dropped, and some people ask why. why. Because it's part of the total cholesterol, and when you have such a big drop, it's just normal to... To drop, but then we looked to the ratio of total cholesterol to HDL and actually improved. Um, and then the LDL, of course, is the bigger fraction of total cholesterol, uh, it, you know, dropped uh, quite significantly. I mean, actually, statistically, you know, highly statistically significant, but it, it was, it, it went, it came close to what is considered normal for healthy people. Um, <clears throat> Triglycerides uh, dropped from uh, 115 to 90, and then glycemia dropped from 105 to 79.8. Systolic uh, uh, blood pressure dropped from 135 to 117, which is, you know, pretty much what we have. uh, Just by by getting on a vegetarian diet, uh, your blood, uh, uh, your systolic blood pressure will drop 7 or 8 uh, uh, millimeters. So these, these were the results, and, and <clears throat> it was very clearly, uh, it was a, a, a difference, statistically significant difference between the two groups, um, and I will show you something interesting which we, we didn't like happened. I mean, we didn't like as scientists, but uh, we liked as uh, public health professionals uh, here you have some, uh, some data uh, looking at day one, uh, 45, uh, six months and one year. And you see that uh, it was, uh, uh, it was uh, uh, statistically significant until the, the six month and then it wasn't, uh, this is for blood sugar uh, at one year, and this we are talking about the the treatment group. But it's very interesting that in the uh, control group they had the same good results. Uh, not so good after 10 days, but pretty much uh, good results. And they they still after one year uh, they, they were highly statistically significant uh, difference between uh, what was then and when they start the baseline. Uh, For the cholesterol, you see it's the same pattern in the treatment group, the same pattern in the control group. Um, And I won't won't go any more into those data. I I just want to show you some some graphs. This is not the most correct kind of graphs, but this helps us to to see where we started. And this blue is the, the treatment group, and we see that that here, there was a big difference. But then in time, uh, usually after after forty five days, the two groups uh, were not any more uh, different. They they had pretty much the same values. Um, but what what was interesting and, and not so good uh, from the research standpoint was that uh, yeah we we didn't find these. Uh, these uh, differences uh, after forty-five days. Um, we were anticipating some some contamination will take place because people who come probably communicated with those who didn't come. Those who didn't come were curious to see how the program went because in the beginning everybody hoped that they will come to Hergelia for free ten days, and so they communicated, they exchanged uh, ideas, and but. It, it seems like the contamination is, uh, it was much bigger than we anticipated. And that's good for our program. If uh, the people we, we treat at Hergalia, they go home and contaminate their family and their, their co-workers, this is very good for public health.
1: <coughs>
0: so you see the, the cholesterol HDL ratio pretty much, uh, uh, it's similar in these two groups. Diastolic blood pressure, HDL, When the heart rate, LDL. (coughs) Uh, Here it was still uh, the difference between the two groups was uh, statistically significant, but then at six months there was no, not statistically significant the difference. Okay. Um, it's very interesting that in the last uh, 10 years or so, uh, we, we kind of realized that it takes uh, less than one year to, to make changes, uh, to, to see changes, um, and to have the, the risk for MI uh, change in a short uh, time. Uh, they, they say, this is an, an article in 2009, they say less than a month, but we what we see is that in, in several days after the first week, you, uh, you see quite a, quite a change. And I'm talking, you know, we focused on, on heart disease patients. Um, and I believe that there is an early stage uh, of reversibility, and that's about inflammation. After several days, uh, great, great improvement happens in, in the way the blood flow, in the inflammation. And then you know there is a late stage in which the arteries open up, and we know that that's not a lot. it's maybe five percent, but that means twenty five to thirty uh percent increase in the blood flow. Um, i I will give you these slides, so i don't I don't go over them. We don't have the time. Uh, I just like these slides about inflammation, uh which is worth a thousand words uh it's it's uh, comparing the inflammation in the artery with the inflammation in the joints. Um, and then the spree of prophecy talks about inflammation of the blood, the blood, and maybe 30 or 40 years, people would have laughed about this concept, but now we know it's, uh, it's uh, true. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, do you have questions about this study? No, when, when, we, when we saw that, uh, you know, something is, is wrong with them, like high cholesterol or high glycemia, we, we told them to get in touch with their uh, personal physician, family physician, and we told them that that's not uh, healthy. It's so
1: they made some changes, but not like the changes you gave. You administered to the people in the experimental group, is that correct?
0: No, no, yeah.
1: They did, they, but they did whatever they did. They made some changes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and you know, we, we suspect that they communicated, and of course, there is a there is a change people make when you observe them. Uh, but then beyond that, I guess there there was more uh, to it. They they discussed together and they made some changes. Yeah, uh, like the, the treatment group.
1: I saw a slide there where you you were you were using AGE issues. Were you was that related to this study? Advanced glycated end products. I saw a slide, and you went by it quickly.
0: Yeah, no, we we didn't we didn't measure in this okay, study. I just right. put it there because it's you know there 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 was a quotation in the speed spell prophecy about it, and now we I think we we understand more about how that works. Yeah. Okay. Mm.
1: In. Uh, your sister 's presentation she mentioned that to begin a lifestyle center it, it, you went by the slide rather quickly, but it, it was on a slide uh, that begin with a with a group if in in the beginning of this center how would you how would you recommend starting one of these
0: well I, I have a whole presentation about how to start a sanitarium, but the, the time is not is not conducive to to have that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, uh, you know, I, I was, I have in me, in, in my material, some glimpses of, uh, of that, but. Uh, um, I. Um <clears throat> so I just, I just put together some quotations for you here about the fact that um, what my sister says, we, we really need to, to make some adjustments to, to the way we... Um, and maybe, maybe physicians are ready for this. <laughs> some other people are not so ready. Um, when we come up to the adjustment, the test question will not be, did you preach the third angel's message? Did you give Bible readings? But did you feed the hungry? Clothe the naked? because these are fundamental things, while the other things are matters which naturally grow out of the, these fundamental things. And uh, this is, again, uh, a quotation for uh, uh, Dr. Kellogg's presentation. And I think he, he, was, he was right. Um, and I want, to, I, I want to get to, to your question. Um, I guess the first uh, stage is preparation and culture. Uh, it takes preparation. Like in the medicine, if you want to be a surgeon, you cannot just pop up and do a surgery. Uh, you have to spend years uh, learning from other surgeons, and then <coughs> hopefully one day you can do it. Um, <coughs> and as Magdalena stressed, that, that there was a preparation. Uh, God is preparing other people. Don't worry that he, you know, he will put the burden only on one people. His, you know, his plans are a long time ago uh, finished, and he knows maybe he has several plans uh, in place if people don't cooperate. And then the, 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 the other thing is culture. I think we, I, I cannot stress enough um, that we need to be in touch with the world we live in. Now, that doesn't mean to spend all our time on computers and on you know, yahoo news or but to be in touch or, uh, with what happens and i believe you know um, maybe i'm uh, probably i won't be invited again but uh, <laughs> uh, i think god inspire other people if the if uh, us whoever is us uh, are slow to to react he will inspire other people outside our ranks because he's not a respecter of a uh, person and so we need to get in touch, and we need to, to be attuned uh, with, with what's happening out there, and we need to learn all the time. And then the second thing, which I think is very important, is the sense of high calling. Uh, without this sense of high calling, um, then we get into all this discussion, which is very rational, but it's, it's, I guess it's totally wrong. Uh, and you, know, you, you think, how in the world a physician who has $250,000 uh, debt, and uh, he has this idea to get into such a work where, of course, they, they probably here in the United States more than 350 or 400 dollars. But anyway, uh, with that kind of payment, you cannot pay your debts. But but this is uh, this is beside the point. That this kind of discussion goes on when when there is not a higher calling. And th- when there is a higher calling, then um, I put some quotations for you. Uh, in the Spirit of Prophecy, it says the, wo- the will which align with God's will becomes omnipotent. Mm-hmm. So what, what means omnipotent? Mm-hmm. That means that $250,000 is peanuts. Because omnip- <laughs> <laughs> omnipotent uh, is, you know. Uh, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> expect that the Lord will work in and buy through you by and through you. Men can shape circumstances, but circumstances should not be allowed to shape the man. Men of power are those who have been opposed, baffled, and thwarted. And then you know, the idea that God has an appointed place for each one, to every nation, to every individual, God has assigned a place in his great plan. This is not Calvinism. Um, we can't say no. Um, every man has his place in the eternal plan of heaven. Whatever we, whether we will feed that place depends upon our own faithfulness in cooperating with God, uh, and then I guess another thing is uh, singleness of purpose. Well, you have when you have uh, three or four other plans beside, this won't work. When you uh, when your plan is just this plan, then 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 begins to to work. <clears throat> and uh, there is another. These are answers to the questions I've uh, i i I felt in, in the air talking with, with some of you, and that's, you know, how do you know, really, that God is calling me? I had this idea, I would like, you know, I have some hurdles, but how in the world do I know? And the Spirit of prophecy says that there are three ways in which the Lord reveals his will to us to guide us and to fit us to guide others. Um, the first way, God reveals his will to us in his word in the Holy, Holy Scriptures. As, as to you read, God can talk to you very directly. The second way is uh, his voice is also revealed in his providential workings. Um, so if we are with him, and as Jesus said, if somebody wants to go uh, to know my father's will, he, he needs to act. He needs to, to start doing. Um, but when you see doors opening, which are, are unmistakable, opened by God, like you know, in, we just started the lifestyle center and we've been. We didn't have money, and we had to do canning. You know, we didn't have any cost score at that time. We have now. Um, so we, uh, I, I, only had, I only had one and a, a half worth of salaries put aside. As a young manager, I thought, that's holy money you shouldn't touch. And then, you know, finally we had to make the decision, you know, whether we want to have something to feed the patients during the winter, and we went for that, give them money. The administrator left, and at 3 o'clock, a gentleman from Austria showed up. I don't know the guy. He didn't know, know us, and he told us the story afterwards. After he put a lot of questions about how these things mm-hmm. were run, and he said, "You know, <coughs> I, I came here because I, I sold the car. I, this the car was in the market for many months, didn't sell, didn't want to sell it because it was a good car. I saw, uh, I came across a small." Uh, announcement that Hergelia will open and somehow God put in my hand, uh, mind this idea that I, I need to help. And so I said, God, you know, if you want me to help, uh, this, the, this is the car, I give all, all the money to Hergelia, but uh, uh, for me the sign is that I want to lower the price. Uh, I want uh, the price, you know, the, the car is worthy. And uh, he said, in several days, the car sold and I came with the money. So the, the money he, he, he brought at that time the, the was the, the worth of our salaries for one year. So, so, such a great in, encouragement in the very day when we gave up, you know, our security for the one and a half month ahead, got sent security for one year. So <clears throat> this is providential working. And the third way is our impressions. Of course, we shouldn't take one, we shouldn't base our, you know, walking with the Lord in our impressions, but impressions are also important. I I will leave this uh, for you. And then another another danger, and you you know, by this you kind of select the people you want to call with you on this road. Uh, Human reason will lead away from self-denial, from consecration, and will devise many things that tend to make of no effect God's message. We are talking about human wi- wisdom, about well, the rational things, you know, one by one is two, and so I cannot do it. Uh, but this is the true. Uh, but we have the promise, those who surrender lives to his guidance and to his service will never be placed in a position for which he has not made provision. Whatever our situation, if we are doers of his word, we have a guide to direct our way. Whatever our perplexities, we have a sure counselor. Whatever our sorrow, uh, or lo- loneliness, we have a sympathizing friend. Um, you have more quotation, I, I don't have the time to, to go. But, you know, one thing is this, perplexities are here to stay. So if we wait for a time when there will be no perplexity, better time to start sanitarium, than Dean Ornish will start them, and other people will start them. For them is good, for them is the time. For us, no, it's, it's past, uh, uh, it's, it's impossible. Uh, Into the daily life, this is from Review and Herald, uh, 1910. Into the daily life, there come many perplexing problems that we cannot solve. There are those that wish to adjust every difficulty and to settle every question before they begin to work. Such will surely fail. In the end, the future will be just as indistinct and the problems just as perplexing as when they began to speculate about them. It is in the following light given that we receive greater light. Those who go forward in faith will find a solution of the problems uh, that perplex them. Mm-hmm. Uh, light will shine on the pathway of the workers who go forward without questioning. Now, this is not, you know, I'm teaching students science. Now, this is not making plans. When you make plans for a sanitarium, you, you, you need to think not only to build it, sometimes you, you build it with so, so bad materials that two, 20 or 30 years ago uh, ahead, people will suffer because it was not built correctly. Uh, And it's a huge investment to rebuild that thing. So you you have to sit down to think about it, to think how to maintain them. But this is about a a different question. The Questioning that what God said that needs to be done, needs to be every, uh, near every big city we question and say, well, maybe the times changed. God didn't think of this, about the crisis and so on and so forth. You may not see the end from the beginning, but move forward at the call of God. Perplexities may surround you. Others may tell you of the lions in the way. Oh, there are many others who will tell you this. But nevertheless, go forward saying, the Lord wants this work done, and I will act my part faithfully. I will not fail nor be discouraged. Now, there are, uh, you know, uh, rumors circulating, uh, like uh, Mark Twain said, uh, the, the rumors about my death uh, are highly exaggerated. And this is, uh, you know, about Wildwood, Weimar, and so on and so forth, but, but look, look at the beginning of the war. Sister White had so many problems. The pioneers had so many problems, and God blessed them so much, but they still had problems. They still went to go sometime without eating well. Uh, brother James White went to the, the you know, $1 a day uh, and then put some of the money in. So if they have problems that doesn't mean that we don't, shouldn't open other lifestyle centers that, that's, that's deadly wrong <clears throat> and then you know I have some quotations from giving them to eat uh, from uh, from desire of ages that's that's just just a tremendous uh, chapter giving them to eat when you are when you are down that's the chapter to read um, and about the essential of forming a team I believe the most important thing is to have the same religious and philosophical platform, some method, same method in inter- interpreting the inspiration. Uh, you know, even if it's wrong, then, you know, you still can go forward. <laughs> but, uh, but if you have all kinds of people, some of them liberals, some conservator, which, you know, I like, I love all of them. Uh, but, you know, just for purpose of the question, it's so important to have the same understanding. At Hergelia when we, when we have a question, we open the books. Uh, many people think that they're outdated, but we, we go to the books and we settle the question. And everybody agree on that because that's the last word. So we don't have a lot of discussions. Um, how to find out if one, uh, if one is on the same page? Well, uh, we, we have sometimes to just hire people. We prefer to hire the people who go through the medical missionary school, and that's one of the main reasons every institution should have something like this. I'm, I'm so happy that Wildwood, Wildwood is thriving. They have 200 some uh, 230 applications for 30 places, so they cannot really take all the students who wish to, to go to Wildwood. Uh, but it's, it's important to spend time with the people, to study together, so when, when you study the book, you really realize, you know, Method of interpretation other people have. <clears throat> to pray together, prayer is so important. To work together on preliminary projects, on small projects to see how it flies. Um, <clears throat> and then involve outside knowledge workers and counselors, leaders. And I, I believe that <clears throat> I have a, a, you know, an advice that to associate with, with and study successful people who were able to develop a team and survive the honeymoon period at least five years. I, I was so, I was so uh, pained when I saw new institution raising up in the United States, and, and they didn't have uh, connection with the older institution. And you know, they started with, you know, we'll be the best, we'll do this, we'll do that, and, and several years down the, the line, they, you know, they disappear, and this is a pain. And you know, the more we associate with each other, uh, and I think you know even even uh, now at, at Loma Linda, uh, when I was a student in nineteen oh you know, they had a kind of you know uh, they were suspicious about Weimar. But right now, you know that changed. And you know what's happening outside the church really helps us change our view. And there is such a favorable view now uh, of Loma Linda. And Loma Linda should work with uh, Weimar. I said that last year. Weimar should should be a showcase. Uh, you know, I'm saying this because Loma Linda is a little bit too far from Wildwood. I would like to, that to happen with, with Wildwood also. But, you know, we need to start somewhere. So if we start with Weimar, and we can show, and then part of that I suggested that we all, physicians, we send two or three patients, which is not a lot, to Weimar. So they will have plenty of patients. Actually, the whole church should embark in this to, sh- to send patients. These institutions shouldn't be left by their own. And then, you know, in several years, we can produce so much research and, but you know, if we don't do it in Orange, and other people will do it, sorry. <clears throat> um, and then also it's important to have different people. Don't, don't put in a team people who, who are very much alike. Uh, uh, very different people will do a good team. <clears throat> then don't, don't call in accountants very early, uh, because accountants can be a big hurdle they are very good when in the terms of management when things are going well but uh, because they will tell you that it's impossible um and then you know all these all this is about counseling I, I cannot stress uh even if we hear that wildwood or Wimmer have some struggles uh like every good family has struggles uh they still have a wealth of information and we we need, if we want to start, that's, that's where to start, to visit them, to stay with them. Uh, we shouldn't be bothered about the pants or the whatever. These, the, some people just feel that they, they need to be more conservative, and that's fine, but we need to go and to learn how much we can from them, and then God will inspire how to do it. Um, and another thing is setting up the right organization. Um, I... I advise those who want to start something to read by themselves, don't give it to a lawyer. It's so important to, uh, to, to have a good bylaws, and it's so important that the whole structure. Uh, personally, I, I believe we are living, I, I, I'm not in the church boards. I, uh, I, uh, I am in enough boards not to be, to be in the church boards, but I suspect that's what is going on in the church boards also. Uh, I think there is a great dysfunctional, dysfunctionalities on, on many of the boards we have. And I cannot go into that, but it's very good to learn, to, to, to read about this. There is a wealth of information about how boards should be set up and what kind of people to put in the boards and what should be their involvement. Um, boards should be proactive, not reactive, not just reactive to what's happening and to be cheerleaders or rubber stamping. Um, we have this, this culture in the Adventists that we like strong leaders and we kind of go along with them, but but this is not healthy. Uh, so uh, thought should be given to this. That means to read a lot, not just uh, give it to somebody who is expert, because nobody is expert in, in really starting such a thing. Uh, and then, of course, these are this is uh, everybody heard about this, but this is so important. Uh, when you make a proposal to ESI or to to some other for a project uh, it helps you to focus uh, on your mission and once once you or the mission of that small project once you focus on that and you have the vision and the mission then the, all the rest kind of flows so it's not an, just an exercise because everybody is doing it out there it's so so important to do it and then uh, another Another thing is networking with church, with OCI, with ASI, uh, with Loma Linda University. Um, we had a vision. It was there in Romania. Uh, we, we had a sense of mission. But if it were for Bill Dow, who came uh, when nobody wanted to come in Romania, there was still unsettling. Uh, and then it, if it weren't for Wildwood, who allowed Chuck Cleveland to get involved, and, uh, Brother Adwood was and still is the president there. Uh, and it weren't for trashies from UC Pines who helped us train, and it weren't from, uh, for Loma Linda University, Dr. Hardinge, uh, Dr. Behrens, Dr. Har, uh, we, we, should, we would have not been where we are. So it takes a lot of networking, and it pains my heart when I see that that doesn't happen. And, you know, uh, I, I, I will tell again to Neil Nedley, uh, he's still not in OCI, I want to see him, you know, closer to, to Wildwood and to these other institutions. Uh, <clears throat> and here you have a, a few quotations about that, the fact that we are uh, uh, in the web of humanity and, and everything affects us. What you do affects me and what I'm doing affects you. Uh, and I cannot stress enough uh, to press together. Uh, Sometimes there is a tension between us and the pastors, and the pastors, of of course, many times, they anesthetize themselves with Kellogg. That says it, and so they they bypass medical missionary work because of Kellogg. But uh, when you take time to to explain to the pastors and to the church what you are doing, and when they they see the efficiency, actually, right now, in Romania, the church is planning and encouraging uh, uh, at least one lifestyle center in every conference. We have six conferences. So that's great, and already the second uh, is working. Two years ago it started, and then there are four or five others in the making. Uh, What is really essential in a sanitarium, I guess if if you boil it to the essential, is, is quality time spent with the patients. Now if you can't do it in the office, that's fine. You, you stay there and work as a physician in the office and do it. If you can spend with a patient one hour or whatever it takes, you know, stay where you are. But if God calls you, this is the place where you really can spend time with the patient. And, they, and this is what people appreciate. In this world, when nobody has time for you, they really are, are shocked to see that there is a place where people can uh, spend time with, uh, with them. Uh, I'll give you the, the quotations here. <clears throat> Uh, and you know this. This is also. I maybe some people get tired quoting your uh, Sister White. So I quoted this on these lectures. Kellogg's. <laughs> uh, so he said that people come with long faces and, and sad. Uh, their cheek pales, looking the picture of despair. And then you know when when they are new, when they they are healed, or at least you know with a with a chronic disease is not really a heal you know, total healing, but it's a reversal. To such a man, the whole world is open up on you. He is in the most receptive state of mind. He is ready to listen to all you have to say to him about the gospel of Christ, which will heal his soul as well as uh, your remedies have cured his body. So this is really happens there. <clears throat> uh, and then it, it says sanitarium it has grown because medical missionary work has so much innate vitality. A medical missionary sanitario will flourish almost anywhere on on Earth. Now, this is not spiritual prophecy, but I have, you know, you, you are acquainted with quotations which are similar, and I guess he kind of is quoting that. It will take care of itself, which is so much different than an evangelistic campaign or, you know, some other evangelistic endeavors where you really have to spend quite a bit of time. People don't pay you when they come to the, you know, the church. It will take care of itself with a reasonable chain, chance because there is always a demand for this work, and it is appreciated. <clears throat> the biggest impact, my, uh, like my sister said, is the atmosphere. And atmosphere you know, is very hard to, to convey in words, but pretty much is the milieu of, wor- you know, of the relationship between the workers and the worker and patient you know, they will feel it. And that's the reason why we take one hour every morning, although, you know, many times we were tempted to to scrap that hour in which we all together come together for prayer and study the Word. And, you know, if you fight, you know, sometimes, you know, like in every good families, we fight. Uh, And you go out and want to take care of a patient. You know, they will feel your state of mind because we invite them to be a part of the family and uh, they become part of the family they stick their n- nose everywhere <laughs> and uh, so if if there is not that thing you know which you have to solve all the problems because you know they will soon discover you and they, they will discover that you are a bunch of hypocrites and you don't want that because you know we are not hypocrites we love the the, the god uh, lord we we came there with a the purpose, but sometimes we bump each other. So we need to solve that so when we go to the patient, we'll have the right uh, state of mind to, to minister. And I think this, the, the atmosphere is such, a, such an important thing if you lose that. Uh, <clears throat> and then I, I talked about open mentality. Uh, the sanitarium should be uh, like the Adventist movement, I hope uh, we, we will keep that, to be a sanitarium movement in which you, don't, you are not content. You, you look, you know, Taco Bell. They change every so often, you know, the paper, you know, the, the, the bean burrito is the same. But the paper, the, everything, they change every three months. You know, it's something in our world which asks for change and we need to be in tune with this and we need to have an open mentality. We see what's out there and uh, we adopt the new methods and, and new approaches. <clears throat> uh, somebody needs to read in the institution what's taking place. Just the other the other day, you know, they came uh, with this research that probably, you know, to lose weight you need to have 15% protein in your diet. So, uh, you know, you need you, the scientists say, well, more studies are needed. But before more studies on this comes, you still can go a little bit a step forward and give them more beans or whatever to have more protein. So, <clears throat> read everything new in nutrition, physical therapy, lifestyle medicine, behavioral sciences, and apply it quickly. And you appreciate. Ever since I, I landed in Wildwood, you know I, I know Dr. Brunell. He here. He was studying, and he showed me. In, in Madeline was very new in the 90s, early 90s, and everything new. And then they talked, and, and people think that Wildwood is old, but you know they, they have the, the newest information. <clears throat> and then another thing is, you need to have comfort. The spirit of prophecy says not no luxury, but comfort. So. If your comfort is not comparable with home, people will tend not to come because, you know, it's so... they pay money, and they want to rest. And after a certain age, you know, after 45, 50, you look for comfort. If there is no comfort, then you don't come. Um, So we need to upgrade our sanitariums, our living environment, to be currently comfortable. Um, There are so many to tell. But uh, uh, please, some questions.
1: So we've got 20 minutes left, and what I want to do is... Oh, there are 20 minutes, so I thought only five, but
0: because... What I I want to do is... I just needed to tell a few words about uh, our involvement with the university.
1: Okay, let's give you five more minutes than 15 minutes for questions. Is that okay? Okay.
0: Okay. Thank you for bringing bringing order in this. Uh, Another exciting uh, event which happened was that about three years ago, a professor from the Medical University in Turgu Muresh, that's a city about 10, 10 miles away from Hergalia, called me and said that, uh, we heard that you had a training in uh, Loma Linda University in nutrition, we need some help. So I went down and see her. Uh, she was a professor of histology, no connection with nutrition, but the way it goes in the universities, the, the president asked this professor to set up a curriculum because they want a new program. So she will, goes on, online and she brings materials and she, she presented to me a curriculum which sounded more like bio, uh, uh, bio, uh, food technologist, not uh, nutrition and dietetics. So I said, you know, this is not nutrition and dietetics if you want to launch such a program. Well, she said, could you help? because in five days, we, we need to submit to the state this... Uh, well, <coughs> I should have asked for money, but <laughs> that's not the, the philosophy at Hergelia. So I, I stayed uh, two days and a night, and <coughs> it was good because uh, about two years before that, I asked Dr. Connell from Loma Linda, he is the head of the Nutrition and Dietetics Department, to come to Romania and to start, because I sense there is a niche to start uh, in one of our Adventist school, in the nursing school, to, to, sc- to start the nutrition and dietetics program. Uh, he came, we made this curriculum, and uh, the state didn't approve. So now I was a little bit prepared for that, and I had the materials from Loma Linda, and I prepared the curriculum. So I gave the curriculum, and I told her, this is what we can teach from Hergelia. I didn't know that universities has this complicated screening process in which you have to be a physician, you have to have a doctorate, and you have to be friends with many people there Uh, (laughs) in order to get in. So uh, uh, they submitted. uh, The the program started at the university level under the umbrella of the medical school, and I never heard about them. And uh, two years down the line, now the first year got to the third year. The dean called me, Mm. and he said, we introduced the vegetarian nutrition classes, and nobody's vegetarian here, because many people wanted to teach that, but I told them, are you vegetarian? They said no. Okay, you cannot teach. So he called me, and I began to teach. Um, when I, you know, I discussed with him. Uh, the first thing which I did, I gave a quiz, and then I shared with the dean that there are pretty, you know, there's a big mess because I suspected that uh, all the uh, doctors, even if they had a PhD, that he didn't have background in nutrition. So it was a big mess in their heads. And I, I, I shared with the dean, and he said. Well, we, cannot, we have nothing to do once we launch in this university something. Uh, we cannot take classes from somebody because there will be big turmoil. Let's focus on the master, as so we, we, we have to do a curriculum for master. And so ne- next semethe- semester, I was uh, expecting not to teach anything, but he called me and he said, do you remember what you said that uh, somebody who is knowledgeable should teach introduction to nutrition, which is the first nutrition class? said, yes. I said, I have that class for you. Well, I said, look, I have to go into Israel. I have to go. Uh, <coughs> I don't have the time. And uh, he said, you know, think about it. We really want you to teach. So I talked with my wife, with the colleagues, and everybody saw an opportunity, so I taught, I taught that class. And then, beside this, he asked me to, to build, to design the curriculum for the master degree, which I did. Uh, but I, I never in my life see it so much on a chair like like from January to, to May uh, this year. And <clears throat> it's very interesting, they, the whole interaction with the students, I, when I saw that they are interested, but they, they, are not, they don't uh, know what the future will hold because there is not a legislation. The European Union has the legislation, not Romania. I encouraged them, I said, you know, you need to, to, uh, to hope because you are privileged, nobody else is so privileged like you. Ten years on the line, when everything will be on the line, it will be very hard to, to find a job, but you will have all the doors open. So when I, I invited them to my home, we got close. They, they really liked vegetarian nutrition. They said, you know, it's the first real nutrition class we had. And so I realized that besides being a teacher, I need to, to do more. I realized that I need to get involved and establish a professional organization, uh, Romania doesn't have a dietary guideline which is like yours, published, uh, published to everybody. And I sense that there is an opportunity there. Um, and then in the last several months, that's what I, I did. I, I traveled to the United States, to Europe, to connect with the professional organizations. And right now, a lawyer is working to set up the bylaws. Um, and then beside these, <coughs> um, there is there is, uh, well, I, you know, I got so carried <laughs> carry on that there was another point to, uh, to tell about uh, ah, yeah, uh, when I designed the, the curriculum for the master degree, I thought, you know, these students should be out in the community to do some, some hands-on uh, nutrition education. So I put two hours each, uh, each week. But then the dean said, you know, we don't have really places, if you send them in the hospital, these dieticians, they, they won't learn too much. So maybe some of, some of this time, eight, eight hours uh, a week, some of this time we can dedicate, thank you, dedicate to, to uh, the same program. So we designed a program which actually means that for five years, we will go out in the community and we will work with each one of the 180,000 people living in, in uh, Turgu We will go in the schools. And uh, when we see we, is not only the, the medical school. I'm talking now about all the churches and, first, the Adventist church. I mean, it's uh, such a tremendous opportunity to go and be with the people and minister to them. Uh, But other churches, too, and then the school system wants to join. Uh, They really want some kids to become educators, to to educate. And uh, we will will start this as a study. Of course, we will look to the mortality, uh, 25 uh, older, but, you know, Kids influence what, what uh, parents buy, so we will work in school also. So this is very exciting because, you know, it's such an exposure. You know, people don't come anymore to evangelistic meetings. I'm sorry to say that's. Uh, I don't know how you in the United States fare, but you know, people are so moved when you are out in the community and do what Dr. Kellogg said. You know, be, do of the naked help them in the nutrition and so on and so forth so this is very exciting these are a few things which which happen right now <coughs> and we yeah, we forgot about Israel that was um, a question I
2: uh, <laughs> just want to say uh, Hergelia is a small institution uh, but has a big influence on the whole country first on the church uh, my brother was very much involved in the church activity and had a wonderful uh, influence on the church and in the community. Uh, It pays to have a sanitarium. Uh, I think that if in Romania it's working, it's working everywhere else. And also uh, in the spirit of prophecy says that when a sanitarium is established, uh, has the duty to help start other sanitariums. So Hergelia is involved now in Moldova Republic, in Bulgaria, and in Israel. Uh, We don't have much time now to talk about this.
1: Who said that the sanitarium work is dead? Isn't this an amazing story of um, you know, I think what Battle Creek was to the sanitarium and the medical work 100 years ago in the United States, hergalia is now to the church and the worldwide health message. And First of all, I just want to thank you very much for coming and the work that you guys are doing. This is outstanding. have a, a series of quick questions I want to um, ask you and then open it up to the floor. How long you said a session is ten days? What day of the week do you uh, ele- start? Eleven what? days. Actually. Eleven days. What day do you start on? What day do you uh, end Sunday on? Sunday, and we end the Thursday. And then your workers have a couple days to rest before the new group come in. Is yes, that correct? Yes. Okay. What's a daily schedule like? What time do you get people up? What time do they
0: go to bed? What happens during the day? Uh, six six uh, wake up. Uh, we have nice music. Uh, and then 6.30 is the exercise, uh, the wake-up exercise. 7 o'clock is uh, the breakfast. And then from 8 o'clock, they have a small devotional followed by the, the physician's lecture. And then treatments from, uh, from 9 to 1 o'clock, they have different treatments uh, in group or, or individual. They have one hour individually every day. And then in afternoon, a walk. Of course, 1 to 2, the lunch. Walk uh, from 2 to 3 in groups. And then again, treatments for those who didn't get in in the morning. Um, and then in the afternoon, for from five to six, they have the, the cooking class. Mm-hmm. Six to seven, again the supper, and then a physician lecture uh, in the in the evening. Okay,
1: um, what is the cost of a session?
0: Right now, it's uh, it's close to uh, six six hundred dollars.
1: And what does that mean in terms of a Romanian's working wage? Would that be a half-month salary, or so that people here in America can understand how much that
0: actually... Well, it, it <coughs> depends uh, which, uh, which salary. Right. Um, <coughs> if, if you look at, at the patients coming, they are from all spectrum of the society. They, they, they are poorer and older. The society is such that if you, you, know, you help your children, the right. children will help you. So it's very hard to say where you are. There are people who don't have an income, they still come to the Lifestyle Center because they they help. But talking about uh, a medium salary right now, uh, probably it's uh, it's, uh, twice.
1: Okay. So it's a half month salary to come for one of these. No, no. Two months. Two months. Two months. Two months months salary and people still are willing to come. You have all your sessions filled up. The 45 workers that you have, what is the average length of time a worker stays with you? 2 years 4 years what's the turnover of well, workers I, I at the institution? I didn't uh,
0: I didn't make that but but the core people Just, the yeah. core people are there uh, almost from the beginning okay so we have uh, we have maybe 10 or 15 people uh, people who are you know Physicians
1: in the community that are not Adventists, are they referring to your health institute or they don't like you? What is the relationship to the physicians? We
0: we do have patients, in in fact, uh, uh, physicians who who came as as patients, and they are a great referral source. Source
1: for you. And I noticed that 24% of the people that come to the program are Seventh-day Adventists. To me, that number should have been zero. Why is it that 24% of your patients are Adventists?
0: Well, uh, you know, they need, they need pretty much the, the same care. Uh, we find out that many of them really don't read the books, and uh, so their lifestyle is, uh, mm-hmm. is as it is.
1: Questions mm-hmm. from the floor. Who else has a question?
0: These are some of the properties from Israel. We, we were looking in the last, uh, in the last months Uh, This is uh, the last one uh, near Galilee. (coughs) This is Jordan River.
1: Yes? What are some ways that you combine evangelism um, in the sanitarium? I I mean, specifically, is it with the physician and the patient or the the workers and the patient? Like, for instance, if they're doing a treatment and the person asks, then they're able to share things. Um, How does that work? And also, a second question is... um, how do you train? Do you have like an ongoing system of training the workers so they're learning new uh, more about the truth all the time uh, yeah. to be able to to be ready to give an answer to people?
0: Yeah, we every year we have several events where they can can be updated spiritually or how how should I say they refresh spiritually. This year we had the international OCI retreat. Right now, uh, somebody from the United States who is expert in in. Uh, um, uh, in addiction and and uh, pro- chill, you know uh, problem families there and is lecturing to the patient, uh, to the, the staff specifically to the staff so that's an ongoing thing and you know uh, addressing your first question uh, our our vision is not to specialize people in doing evangel- evangelism we we believe everybody should do it and, and exactly. the physician does it uh, and uh, the nurses are uh, uh, nurses yeah the therapists are doing uh, they they spend one year. Uh, one, one uh, hour every day with the patients so they better are prepared. <laughs>
1: Good.
0: But then, you know, the gardener is doing the same thing. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he comes in and lectures to the students and... So it's just
1: whenever, it's just when the opportunity arises that they're just ready. So it's just spontaneous. I mean, it's not like... They yeah, but the,
0: the, ca- the council is very specifically, I mean, there is more council to the sanitarium than to anything else. The council is specifically when people ask to, you know, first to build on common ground and if the people ask, don't take that as an opportunity to pour everything you know. we very reluctant what you give to the patients because they are anyway overwhelmed.
1: <laughs> you said that you have um, group therapy and individual therapy in the morning. Is your group therapy more like a gardening or what type of group therapy and then if you said if they don't get individual therapy in the morning they may get it in the afternoon I was just wondering during that downtime is that just relaxing time for them or um, is there suggested guidelines that you give them?
0: Yeah, There is little time for relaxation because in these four four hours they have one one hour of treatment and then they have to rest some after that uh, and then they have also a a group uh, uh, mobility exercise so that's two hours out of four. So by the time they, you know, they don't have a lot of time. Yeah, from nine from nine to one. Yes, they do have. Okay. How do you deal with patients who uh, believe that they have to, they've got to take their own medications from their own doctors? A lot of medication, especially. Well, we. Uh, we are are not fanatics about drugs you know we we recognize that about seventy percent of the drugs come from plants uh, and uh, <clears throat> but we as a philosophy we try to do everything in our power Our physicians and try to do everything in, in our power uh, to not to resort to medication they come with medication we keep them on it or we cut down Sometimes you don't need it anymore if you're you know you know blood blood values are coming down they are normal you know, just give up on that.
2: We're
1: going to have to bring this session to a close. Um, how many would just like to show by raising of hands that you've appreciated the session and the information here? Second of all, thank you. Yeah. How many would like to see this happen again next year? So, um, one of the things I'd like to do is, again, thank you for the time, the effort you've made to come over here as busy as you are. I'm very surprised that you were able to fit us in but we're very grateful. I'm thinking we might need to use you in a consulting capacity to help us here in America get our sanitariums kind of back on the because the kind of explosive growth you're seeing there to my knowledge all of the institutions that we have here that are doing very good work are truly struggling and and to try and figure out some of the commonalities and differences to see what we Could,
0: uh, I know we are on a very tight line, uh, line but timeline, but I just wanted to say about struggling. Um, when we started the, the program, we, we read in the spirit of prophecy, "We need to add a farm," which is, was quite strange because everything was going so well, you know the economy, everything. Uh, but we did it because everybody kind of believed in this, and for six or seven years we struggled, we struggled, we struggled. we... Struggled, we Every time we, we the button line was in red, but the, we didn't scrap it because it was written. Now the crisis hits. Now before the crisis, God sent a man. Mm-hmm. This this farm manager, he's a Godsend. He's a he's a he's a teacher for the students in the medical school. He's very good. He knows um, you should come to see his. Uh, I, you know these pictures didn't make him. Yeah. Uh, so he came, that improved, and then the, the crisis came. and just, just think how happy we were that we didn't scrap the program because, you know, we didn't produce money. And then uh, you, you go to a conference to, to healthy people this year, and then you see there is a whole section on gardening and on, you know, some cities in the United States, they reverse, they don't want lawns, they want gardens now, and they even allow you to have 10 chickens and a... <laughs> in the background. On
1: that, I'd like to ask everybody to stand as we're finishing our meeting, and I'd like to ask you to have a word of prayer on behalf of the institutions that are working currently and hoping to get going here in the States.
0: Our Heavenly Father, we just come before your throne humbly recognizing that uh, everything we are and everything we've done comes from you. These were your ideas about the postmodernistic world and the fact that we obeyed and trusted in you there is no merit but it's just an example of what you can accomplish when the humans cooperate, cooperate. I pray for all these institutions in the United States. We know God that as we we're hanging on there with, with uh, agriculture, and there was a time when you uh, honored our trust in you. You will honor also the trust these institutions in the United States have in you. Please help each one of them. They've, been, they've done such a big, they, they've been of such a big help for each one of us. I'm thinking of Wildwood, where we've been trained, all our team. And then I'm thinking of Weimar when we went and we learned a lot, Yuchi Pines and all others. Please bless them, Father, and help them to find solutions. Everybody's in a crisis today, so it's no wonder they, they have problems, but we know that uh, you will bless them, and you will help them to continue to be a blessing worldwide. I'm also praying for those you are calling to start new work. We know as soon as somebody has this sense, there are a lot of people from outside from, uh, who are discouraging and we bring all kinds of logical thinking and rational not to start it. So I just pray that you will encourage that f- with thoughtfulness, relying on your omnipotent power, uh, they, they will start because this is the right time to start something like this. You know Everything in the world, in the scientific world, in the world of nutrition, tells us that this, this is the work we should do. And then thinking about the efficiency, thinking about tens of people coming and they are so ready to receive. We cannot see that in an evangelistic campaign anymore. So I just pray that uh, people will be encouraged and they will think of you, not of us, or when they start something like this. And they will go forward with faith and I, I know that you will honor that kind of faith. So thank you for this time we were able to share. And your holy name we want to praise through everything we do and we say in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: This media was produced by Audioverse for Amen, Adventist Medical Evangelism Network. If you would like to learn more about Amen, please visit www.